Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. We are back. Just when you thought it might never happen. You know, I was questioning. It's been almost long enough to uh, create and birth a human life since we last did the episode. True. The complete cycle. Yeah. (laughs) So we recorded last year in March, uh, the same day that the media came on the TV and said things were shutting down. And, And I can remember that. It doesn't seem like it was 10 months ago, but it was. And a lot has happened since then. To say the least. Um, this is not a, an episode about the uh, current political crisis. Uh, we will stay away from that. But I, we will talk about the economic impact and, and particularly to small business because I think that's important. So it's really funny. So last March, things were going pretty well. Uh, in fact, our, our last podcast title was, you know, it's too casual a workplace <laughs> killing your business. Uh, and, and looking back, it's humorous because... Everything has gone virtual. It's gone Zoom. Uh, there's kids in the background. There's animals in the background of uh, every single company you deal with. Uh, and, and people have become a lot more forgiving at, at a minimum, but a lot more human, I, I think, would be a better term. Accepting. Yeah. I'm, it's like the new normal, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the curtain's been pulled back, and, and the reality of everyone's world has, has <laughs> become uh, uh, up front. Um, what's going on at Profit 911? So in the back of uh, this episode, maybe the next couple uh, that we're recording, you may hear some noise. Uh, we have physical construction going on in our office building. Um, we're expanding. We're hiring. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, we didn't want to wait longer to record this. It was time. Uh, <laughs> probably people that actually listen to the podcast wonder if the company's still around. <laughs> yes, it's still around going great. Uh, it's been through a lot of transition. Um, when the media came on and, and shut us down last year, and, and we really actually went into shutdown, uh, basically our, our team here at Profit 901, we went remote. Uh, everyone worked from home for at least a couple of months. I went home to take care of our three young kids because the school shut down, daycare shut down. Uh, my wife was working remote from home as well, but ultimately I was watching the kids during the days. So my role in the company... It really went to working like an hour maybe, uh, which is really hard to grow an entrepreneurial business that depends on you working an hour a day. Uh, but it, it worked, and the rest of the team stepped up. Uh, different people had different level of commitments thrown upon them that affected their work day in and out. Uh, but, but we went on, and, and there were some changes, um, <laughs> to say the least, right? Yeah. <laughs> So some people's businesses were hit harder than others. Uh, we were very fortunate. So running a marketing agency here, the need for marketing and in general and digital in particular increased. People that had been putting off uh, marketing objectives or implementation or knew they should be doing something but just hadn't done it because it wasn't urgent, now all of a sudden a lot of them were in crisis mode and, and they needed things done yesterday uh, in order to survive. Uh, they're, they're things they knew they should have been doing that they had been able to ignore just because the economic climate was good for them. Uh, and those calls all came in while I was kind of out and it was shut down. And we completely had to shift our offering. So those of you familiar with the company know that I traveled a ton. Uh, I attended 
tons of conventions, both as an attendee and an exhibitor. Uh, our primary lead gen was trade shows, which overnight got sucked away from us. So the day we left the office, there was actually uh, post-it notes all over the wall in our conference room with our plan for the year and, and our uh, marketing follow-up processes for trade shows, which I noticed those are all down now. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture somewhere. So when we go back to them, we, we will implement, uh, but it's not in the foreseeable future. I, I don't believe there'll be any major conferences for at least another year. Uh, they take about a year to plan and promote. So you would see the, the gears moving behind the scenes right now. Uh, I do believe there'll be smaller events, some niche events this year. Uh, so there will be some movement, but to the scale that we saw prior to that, it's going to be a while yet. And most of the reasons are political, so we can't really solve them. We just got to roll with the punches. You just go with the flow at that point. Kind of have to. Uh, I will say that we had to transition, though, because waiting for that environment to come back is a death sentence. Um, there's a lot of categories of industry that were just completely wiped out. So those that know me know my background was in the special event world. Kevin still has one company in that. Uh, Which was effectively wiped out. <laughs> I was going to say, how long did that take to go from cruising to, uh, Less, I, assume, I assume, nothing? By the middle of the summer. Yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting year. And for me, I mean, I feel very lucky and blessed that I have another business that did not die that slow death. But yeah, it, uh, it was a... I think we were probably down 75% last year, yeah. which probably if, is good in the industry. If <laughs> I did, have yeah, right. left. yeah, we had a few things that didn't cancel, but it was, uh, for the most part, yeah, it was to the point now where if I have to go do an event on a Saturday, I'm like, because ah. you're, you, when you're in the event industry, you do it 40 weeks a year. So you're used to it. Now I had one a couple weeks ago and I was like, I gotta go to, I gotta go to work on Saturday. I don't want to do this. Yeah, so I think there's probably people in both camps, right? There's ones that are chomping at the mm -hmm. bit to get back, and there's the others that their life has changed. Um, and, you know, after I sold the business, that was the site I was on. Uh, you called a couple of times asking for help, and <laughs> now you understand why I was very, very reluctant to do so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, that, that industry is still suffering. We were just talking, so as of recording today, uh, in Illinois, private events can be held again with a maximum capacity of 25 people. There's, there's not many events that spend a lot of money on production that have 25 people. No. Uh, <laughs> Nor should there so, be. Yeah. So the, the industry is still... It's hurting. Gone. Yeah, it is. I mean, we just in the last month or so, and you may have noticed this too because you're friends with some of these same people on Facebook, there are other people in my industry, your old industry, who are now posting pictures on Facebook of them painting over their logos on their wall because they're transitioning their business or they're going to sell because they literally can't survive. Now, I will tell you from the outside looking in, and there's no, there's no judgment on anyone because I, I was not in this situation, but the outside looking in through the Facebook lens, which of course is tainted, um, I was kind of watching how people were going to react in the industry. So were they going to go get a job right away? Were they going to wait for things to come back? You know, what'd they do? And you could see some of them, they hustled. Like, they got other yeah. businesses open. I, I got one buddy that's detailing cars now. So you saw that from some. You saw others that you know, were dealing with loss and depressed, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, what they built was squashed. 
Um, so it's kind of interesting because it's an amplifier of, I think, someone's personality when they get hit. And, and biz- as business owners, we, we get slammed. Uh, you know, there's, there's always something. Uh, I tell my staff and, and people I coach, you know, anytime you move forward or you're on the verge of something big, the universe tends to push you backwards. So anytime we get slapped or hurt or something, I assume it's because there's bigger things coming and we're being challenged to see if we can push through it. I mean, 2020 was a big push. I mean, there was a lot of 2020 was like a slap, but you're right. It is. It was interesting for me to watch how other people adapted because some people really attacked it and found something else. Some people relied on government loans. Some people got regular jobs. And then there are some people I see that like froze really didn't know what to do, fulfilled the few things they had that didn't go away. And then just are now like, where do I go next? Yeah. I mean, my, my wife actually asked me last night, you know, if you still had that business, what would you have done? What would it look like right now? I'm like, well, we would have had bills still coming in for that business. Even with zero jobs, we had overhead. Um, I would have been forced. There's like really no realistic pivot. So some companies have pivoted to create revenue Mm -hmm. and and maybe a small handful have, have come out on top of that. So it is possible, but I probably would have just had to scramble to find jobs to get money in. Um, well, like, there's like so jobs working for other people, not exactly because there. It's not like a situation where you could have said, "I'll just cut my prices because I need to make." Mm-hmm. I mean, there are no, there were no gigs. Yes. There were so literally no demand with no demand. Right <laughs> when you see venues that you, the people you work with at the venues are being let go because there's no events at the venues. I have lots of friends who are no longer in the event industry, like because their venue said, "Sorry, we don't have any any revenue coming in from in this side of the business." So yeah, it it. it it is, I think, your point that it shows someone's personality or goes to their personality, like how they react to it is re- really true. I hadn't thought about that, but it's, I think it is very true. Yeah, I think it was an amplifier. It's an amplifier no one wanted, but I mean, ultimately, things will rebound in one way, shape, or form. And there's lots of people talking about, you know, the macro level of the economy. How are things going to rebound? Um, the one that I'm believing the most right now is probably the Y shaped recovery, which means. Bluntly, the rich get richer, the poor get poor. Now, you might be able to jump sides during the recovery. Um, but in general, there's going to be winners and losers of this whole thing, which is the basis for, like, every conspiracy theory, too. But that's not where I'm going with this. Um, I mean, I just saw this morning, so China's a winner. Uh, their GDP, GDP mm-hmm. is up 2 point some odd percent, which is low for them. Okay, so it's not like a massive winner. But, hey, they grew last year. <laughs> in the midst of the pandemic, uh, while being blamed for the pandemic and some other. Um, but I do believe that in any crisis lies opportunity. Um, and those that see it, look for it, figure out how to take advantage of it, can end up on top. And, and we're still in the midst of it. So I think there's opportunity. So let's take a quick break. and we come back, we'll talk about how to make the best and end up better than you started before this nonsense happened. And now, now back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We are back. We are talking how to come out on top when you get kicked to the bottom. So... We're on the upswing for sure here. I don't want to say things are over, but we're, we're on the upswing at a macro level in the U.S. economy at this point. Um, and there is opportunity to be had. There, there was last year as well. 
and there still is right now. Um, I will tell you that, you know, my company, Profit 911, we had about 200% growth last year. We also had two of our lowest months ever, mm -hmm. uh, all in the same year. So it has been an absolute roller coaster, you know, and, and I think, you know, would I relive 2020? I emotionally do not want to say I would go back and do that for anything, but, you know, logically we did come out on top because there was a massive and is a massive increase in demand for marketing services at this point because businesses need us more than ever to get back to where they were and beyond. Well, and many of them maybe realize how important it is where before they might have tried to do it themselves or maybe they wanted some assistance. I imagine you're finding people that are like, yep, it's now or never. If I don't do it now, I may not survive. I need your help. Yeah, we have, we have two types. So we have the ones that are in pain right now and, and need immediate help, which we can help. Honestly, not our favorite, though. Um, it's, it's a scary situation for everyone, even the outside contractors. Then we have the type that have been trained and not, I don't want to say they were waiting for a moment like this, but they're able to see the glimmer in it. Mm -hmm. uh, they see blood in the water. So logically, and a lot of the people were tied into fall into this category. If your business was doing pretty good and you had the resources, we know that when the shit hits the fan, there's opportunity. There's assets to be purchased cheap. There's businesses to be purchased cheap. There is labor on the market that was not previously available to you. Um, just looking for work. And, you know, all that lined up, if you have the right opportunity with it, you can come out on top. So, I mean, our direct mail division took off, which we'll talk about, you know, next, next episode here. Uh, but we transitioned very heavily. So the last time, uh, Kevin, you were in the office here, we essentially, I, I think we were an all digital agency, right? Yeah. Yeah. Walking in today, I was like, what? Yeah, that transition. Is that transition, was it because you saw a giant hole that needed to be done? Or was it that the clients that were coming to you needed that service above everything else? Uh, both. So if people keep asking for something and it's within our wheelhouse, you know, we figure out a way to, to fulfill that. Uh, second, there's, there's always been a need for direct mail. But you know, last March we were in, so we own the office building here and there's like four or five units in it. We were in an 1800 square foot office and probably using less than half of it, you know, a few desks and computers and internet connection and contractors around the world, but locally here, not much. Now today, as you walk in, we're in the middle of construction. We have six or seven desks on the main level. We have almost 3000 square feet on our lower level with a uh, print and mail operation. And depending upon which day and time of day you come in, there might be anywhere from, you know, there might still be the original three people working, uh, or there may be up to 10 or 12. Uh, so it's, it's changed quite a bit. And yes, we acquired a lot of assets last year. Um, some of them used, some of them not. But, you know, people are looking to sell stuff, uh, either because they were before and, and they really need the sales, or, you know, assets were on the market that weren't previously available. Uh, we had employment ads running almost nonstop. Now, we weren't hiring every day, um, but we we're looking for the right people. There's employment ads right now running, uh, and we're looking for the right people. And some of these part-time jobs, some of them full-time. Um, in particular, so I kind of look at the event industry on this one as well because I can see from the outside. So if someone wants to, there's opportunity right now. 
Mm -hmm. So all the players in the industry, your reputation for the previous 20 years, for the most part, means nothing right now. Mm -hmm. You still have some referrals. You're going to have some people that are in the same positions they were, but the people are going to get shaken up. So those relationships that we're referring, maybe you won't get them again. Well, yeah. If the person who referred you from that venue is no longer at the venue, you may still be on the list, but will will the person you had an in with that you've established a relationship with who will easily refer you, if they're not there, you might still be on the list, but then you're clumped in with eight other people who are on the preferred vendor list. Yeah. Yeah. If someone has the resources right now, uh, as maybe not right now, but shortly as, as the recovery starts moving, uh, marketing will play a huge role in, in how much of the new market share you acquire because everyone's at zero right now. Playing You're, fields. You, I mean, level. you are completely talking right now about has I vision my own business in my head. I am just waiting. I'm waiting yeah. because it, it it's going to be open game pretty soon. Yeah, and so if someone wanted to, they could absolutely dominate if they did the right yeah. things. It's like all of the things that came before you and you're right, a few things. I've, I've booked a few weddings in the last couple of weeks based on reputation. But those two or three should, in a normal year, would have been 20. Yep. You know, so it, it is. I, um, as, we, as you mentioned before the break, we talked about, you know, 2020 for so many businesses was terrible. Luckily, my other business has done pretty well. And uh, some, some contracting consulting work. I actually had a really good year last year, even though, the DJ business and the photo booth business are, I mean, it's like starting over. I mean, in, after, and you owned it for what, 20 some years? Yeah, right about 20. And I've had it for three and a half, almost four years. It's like starting, we must have to start over. Yep. And it gives me the opportunity, but you're right. I, if I play my cards right and I'm, and I'm thinking and I'm working on strategies and I still have some of the right people in place, it's not right now, especially with Illinois being half of the market we work with in Illinois, Iowa is a lot less restrictive. But it will be. It'll be open season on booking pretty soon. And you're right. One or two, I think one or two key people in each part of the event industry are going to dominate in the next couple of years. Yeah, it'll take patience. Uh, it'll take the ability to play the long game instead of the short game. Uh, this is an amplified example, but this is going on in every industry because what happened is everyone was forced to look at their books mm-hmm. and evaluate who their vendors were, who they were working with. So there was opportunity and there is opportunity in almost every industry to capture market share because everyone's evaluating now. Well, you know, where can I cut expenses? You know, where, who else might be able to help me? What other things have I not looked at? These are conversations going on in business owners' minds for the past 10 months. I mean, maybe nine or eight if the first month was crisis. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, they're reevaluating. So I think the smart business owners, what they did was, you know, they cut down unnecessary stuff. Yeah. Staff may be working harder. The staff end of it may be tough. Um, but ultimately what they're trying to do is shore up the ship, not knowing what lies ahead in the water. Uh, so expenses were cut. They're looking to see what might be able to be brought back. They're looking who can do more for less, um, or more for the same for that matter. They're looking for opportunity. Um, it gave a shot for a smaller digital agency like mine to steal larger clients. Mm, yeah. So as, as they evaluate who they're working with. So if someone was being sloppy and not serving their clients properly, they all got looked at, which gave us a shot. So one of the things I always say in marketing is we want to be in front of people until we get the chance. And that when the chance is, is outside of our control. 
So someone may switch vendors for one of many reasons, but if they have someone they're loyal to, they'll switch either when they can't fulfill a need or they screw up. And as a marketer, we can only be in front of them waiting for that moment and we don't know when it's going to be. So, hey, we had our moment. It was an external factor. It had nothing to do with the other vendor, by the way, either. But if they weren't producing amazing results, uh, they at least got looked at. And there was a little window open that we could try and sneak in. And it, and it worked. Uh, and it continues to work. But I, I think every industry has that. So, you know, we worked with a couple of dentists, and they got shut down. Um, their comeback's a little slow. It depends on their client base. Yeah, but even something like that, if you normally go to the dentist every six months and you don't go for a year, at some point won't that come back when they are able to bring people in? Then it'll be a matter of you just have to get on the schedule. So at some point, even that will come back with a vengeance, won't it? Yeah, I mean, they got a, they got a couple of issues, though. They have pent-up demand of not necessarily high-value clients because everyone needs that you know, bread-and-butter work uh, coming in. Um, <laughs> also, everyone's out of the habit or not everyone, so I kept going, but everyone, a lot of people are going to be out of the habit, which is all it takes to open up that window for someone else. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's convenience. Maybe their office is closer, and you know, maybe you moved and you stuck with your old provider, and now we got a chance because the habit's been broken. Yeah. So in this example, if the dentist is not staying in front of them, just open up the door for someone else to come in and play a smart marketing game and get a shot at least. Yeah, no, that's true. So we can shuffle up market share and even in that industry where – People are traditionally pretty loyal. I would say, I, would, I guess I asked that question not even thinking about that because I've gone to the same dentist for like 12 years and I, I just would never even think of changing because his wife's also our, our orthodontist and they're family friends, but mm-hmm. that's not always the situation. You're right. If it's closer, you get that, that uh, postcard in the mail that says free this or teeth cleaning or whatever. It, it, you're right. It, people are re-looking. Because I, I find in other things – my wife and I, we're, one of the things I think the pandemic has done, though, is it has made us even more so like I want accessibility and I want everything as easy as possible right away. Like now, Hy-Vee is bringing groceries to my house. I don't even have to go shop anymore. And at six, eight, ten months ago, I would have been like, that's absurd. Yep. We can't be so lazy that we can't go to the – and Walmart does it too now. We just go – we at least have to drive to Walmart, and then they put it in my car. And I'm like – this is, I'm not getting oh, yeah. any yeah. steps in today because I'm not having to go into the store. Oh, yeah. Amazon's a winner, right? Yeah, oh, far? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the courier companies should be, but they're struggling to keep up with the demand. So Amazon's just taking over as much as they can. They just bought a fleet of But aircraft. it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I mean, did it bother you? I mean, a slightly a little bit when, when, like, I couldn't get everything two days anymore. I still got it. Yeah, it, I mean, we, we kind of laugh, and it's first world problems, right? Yeah. But... Yeah, it's a nuisance still. It's a nuisance, but at the end of the day, I'm still pretty set with Amazon. I'm not going to not order there because I got it in four days instead of two. Yeah. I mean, we well, we found some other suppliers for some office stuff, um, so it made us look at least. Yeah. You know, we, we ordered a fair amount of paper through Amazon for a while for our print operations. And, you know, UPS and FedEx hate that because it's heavy and they destroyed it. So, you know, we found some wholesalers. <laughs> <laughs> see what these but don't don't order cases of paper from Amazon. Fair <laughs> Let, enough. Unless you're doing a pallet, it might come around. Um, yeah, but I mean, every category, I think across the board, I don't think there's any one thing that, without enough disruption, there aren't people looking, and people are looking, they're evaluating. Uh, it, it's your shot to come out on top, or it's your shot to uh, lose 
lose ground. And I don't ever want to do marketing just to maintain. It's not fun, right? I want to do marketing to grow. Uh, and, and people are consuming. So don't, don't get me wrong. Some other categories, so uh, home improvement, contractors, stuff like that uh, is huge. Overall, mm-hmm. you know, they've been winners. Um, supply chain's been disrupted, but if you've tried to order any home goods, it's, it's hard. So we're, we're buying desks here in the office. We have to wait on like a three-month wait list to get a desk. Bought my wife a Peloton bike for Christmas. Bought mm-hmm. it at Thanksgiving. It's not slated for delivery till February 9th. Yep, there you go. You did, like Peloton didn't see that rush coming. They still they can't make them fast enough. Which and is a premium product, too. I, exactly. Uh, I just, I, I mean, I expected four or five weeks. I didn't expect 13 weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think we're waiting on some stuff at home as well. Um, but don't kid yourself for a minute that people aren't spending. No, you're right. They are. And I find my spending levels are higher too. And it isn't because maybe part of it is when you have, you know, when you were at home forever during the pandemic, you could easily shop easier or it, (laughs) but I mean, even from a strategic, you had mentioned it before in my photo booth business, which was crushed last year. I crushed it by buying gear i bought all new gear and got it for i couldn't have got it at that price at the best show special in las vegas yep i just spent more and more i'm like bye bye i was in a buy mode and when business comes back i have brand new gear that cost me 40 percent less than what it would have cost me in 2019 yep now let me ask you this has your tolerance for uh bad tech and bad apps decreased because i know mine has so like if it's the experience of buying is not smooth. So Amazon yeah, probably. smooth. Yeah, probably. I think it's maybe a little, I'm a little more patient with it. Yeah, I mean, Walmart, smooth. They, they spend a lot there. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, smooth. Yep, you're right. <laughs> uh, Red Robin, who I ordered from yesterday, awful. I haven't tried it yet. No app. And the website, they decided, you know, we'd take up almost a full screen on your phone for every burger on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, toler, if had I not had a gift card, my, my tolerance well, see, for waiting thing. 15 you minutes You wanted to, to spend that. We have a DoorDash $50 off coupon, and we haven't used it yet. And when I go to DoorDash, it's easy to do. Well, there are too many choices. I'm like, and you want to switch back and forth. So we've yet to use it because it's, I wouldn't say difficult, but it's uh, too many choices. Yeah, there's this pretty dis. Uh, their app's pretty decent, but yeah, this uh, too many choices, per- paralysis, and and I'm right? also just not. I mean, if I want, if I need to wait 68 minutes for my food, <laughs> I'll go sit at the restaurant and wait to get in. I don't, I don't have any confidence that my food's going to be fresh delivered if they tell me the wait time is 80 minutes. Okay, so so there's an interesting point. So I do the same thing if I'm looking for food. I may look at Uber Eats. I may look at DoorDash, see who can get what the quickest. Mm-hmm. I often sort by sort by quickest, not necessarily what I have a taste for. Same when I'm at an airport, you know, I'll search Uber and Lyft to see who can get me there quicker. I don't really pay attention to the price. They're pretty close usually. Yeah. But it's like, okay, who can save me 15 minutes? Um, so opportunity abounds. Uh, be, be careful what you're listening to if you're hearing a different message. I will tell you that since we've been working back in the office, it's a, a general rule right now that as soon as a radio host or something says anything regarding COVID, we switch the station. Mm-hmm. And it's not to be ignorant about it. I got plenty of news I see at home, but I don't want to hear about it all day long. It's a mindset. How do you turn the corner if you don't ever leave it in the past? Yeah, I mean, we take all the precautions we can, and at the end of the day, that's what we can do. So I don't need to hear about it nonstop and 
be in fear, paralyzed. You know, I'm not saying be stupid, but I'm saying, Jesus, you don't need it 24-7 right in front of your face either. Not anymore. No. It's been almost a year now. I mean, it really, I don't know. Yeah, it, I try to not focus on it at all. And I'm a person who, I have a journalism degree, so I've always been the guy that watched the evening news. And I, and I check out CNN or Fox News or whatever. I just, I'm watching less news. I, yeah. ju- I mean, well, it's the same story over and over. I don't think you need to see it again. I only, yeah. Well, it's the same reason why after like, like, uh, after a Packers victory or the Cubs win the World Series, my wife's like, I don't understand why you need to watch Sports Center. It's the same highlights, honey. I'm just reliving it. It's just, <laughs> it's like it's. Uh, then I want to see it again. And we all agree we don't want to relive this one. It, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you're out of time. Hopefully that gets you caught up. Gets you looking for the uh, gold amongst this craziness. And uh, next episode, we'll be back. We're going to be talking about direct mail. So we will see you then. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.